Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm, that um, in an, in another world that could have been a beat, but as we know, I can't do that. Right. 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 Which is so fun. It's a it's an interesting thing about you, Kelly, <laughs> that we all love that you can't sing or dance. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting thing living with my two best friends because one of them uh, often films me while I'm dancing, and I've seen. Yeah, I've seen it's that. it's surprising because I've lived with people who. Um, I think know me less, so they care more for my, you know, dignity. Some would say. Sure. Right. Right. They're interested in preserving that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> hi everyone. Uh, welcome to FOH. I'm Lillian Devane. I'm Kelly Sullivan. And uh, we meet again, friends, on this service industry podcast. <laughs> on this, you know, crazy trip around the sun. You know, another crazy trip around the sun for all of us. <clears throat> um, we're here and alive. Mm-hmm. That's right. Bokashem, Bokashem. Um, <laughs> yeah, you've been doing some research into Jewish people lately. You know, um, I have. And it's because I watched like 40 hours of an Israeli Orthodox soap opera. And oh, I did not know that was the um, origin story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, don't cancel me for watching Israeli television, but um, it's called uh, Shtitzel. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've heard of it. Um, I had not, because why would you watch a show like that, uh, you know, for the most part? Mm-hmm. But I, I actually, I, uh, I enjoyed it. You know, it's very, I will say, if we're going to go back to quarantine, it's very quarantine-ish. Right. Because it's just right. a tiny community, you know what I mean? Yeah. Learned a lot. I think I'm ready to become a uh, heritage Jew uh, in Israel. So if anyone's listening, you can't listen to podcasts, but if you somehow get a hold of this podcast and you're a righteous man, let me know. <laughs> Send a DM. I'll get I'll get a kosher cell phone for you. <laughs> yeah, I and you would ever... get... Um, a vax over there. Right. So you're right. So th- even better. Yeah. For my big plan. <laughs> yeah. So cool. um, I would get. I would be tan. Tan. I wouldn't have to work. Uh, sounds chill. Yeah. <laughs> In I some mean, I can really aspects. see myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna. I choose to ignore the other aspects sure. that don't kind of. You know, you don't have to listen to the news. It sounds great. Mm-hmm. So. Another possibility for my future, mm-hmm. you know? I love it. Thanks. Um, anyways, yeah, that's been a big part of my life this last week. Um, <laughs> they do hate the Zionists, though. It's interesting. There's an interesting relationship there with some of the Orthodox Jews. Oh, okay. Like Christian Zionists or just all? Just like like they're like the state of Israel is bad. Great. No complaints from Interesting. me. Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Okay. <laughs> I texted Kelly about it yesterday and she didn't text me back. Anyways, um, how have you been, Kelly? Um, I've been good. I've been, mm-hmm. um, as you know, loyal listeners know, I got an iPad. Um, mm-hmm. So I... Did we make that announcement publicly? I don't remember. Mm, I don't know. I just assume everyone knows <laughs> I'm just kind of everything yeah, yeah. about me. Um, yeah. Because there's not much going on, so it sort of is like one thing a week, you know? Totally. Um... And I downloaded uh, Words with Friends. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. 
Is that, that's like off-brand Scrabble that you play online. Yes, it is. It's very weird if you're, um, I love Scrabble and um, I play it like a couple times a week. And um, mm-hmm. so you get very used to, uh, you know, a hundred tiles, the point values, the layout of the board, etc. cetera. And um, Words with Friends is like slightly, slightly, slightly deviates from that. And it is mm-hmm. very frustrating for a true Scrabble well, head such as myself. Well, you have all the time in the world to figure out those uh, discrepancies mm-hmm. and how, you know. It does make me feel... Um, I get, I feel like you got insight into Jewish people. I got insight into the boomer generation, just having a giant iPad that I only use for words with friends. Right. I only have snake on my kosher Nokia phone. So (laughs) I love it. It's great. Um, but that's great. And that's a great wintertime pandemic activity for you. Thank you. It keeps your brain strong. That's like you read that one thing from like the AARP. That's like you should really be playing words with friends <laughs> to keep your brain sort of your brain power to ward off Alzheimer's. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, that's great. That's great news. And uh, I'm happy for you. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, emotionally, how are you doing? Uh, yeah, fine. Fine. <laughs> yeah. You seem fine. Yeah, everything's okay. Um... Another kind of that wasn't. I wasn't trying to be like a gotcha. It's a gotcha. Moment. I was it's like, <laughs> um, yeah. This week, uh, this past week, we were kind of reviewing it before we started recording. Um, you know, not uh, not one for the not one for the books, in my opinion. No, it was so annoying and bad. Um, if I may, <laughs> um, <laughs> if you'll permit me, got a new prez. And uh, Ice is disobeying him. Mm-hmm. It's really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Really cool stuff. Um, <clears throat> what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. L.A. is uh, is reopening, which is horrifying. Yeah. A lot of crazy stuff. Especially in the restaurant world, actually, a lot of stuff is going on, I would say. but And in the larger sense. And on Twitter. So mm-hmm. we're really all angles inundated mm-hmm. and they're uh they're bringing new girls on the bachelor tonight uh do they get like a new is there a shifts is it a shift not traditionally let me tell you something not traditionally normally it's oh. one cast but i think this guy is maybe not connecting to the oh. women that he has the or, under the understudies come in the understudies are coming in Weird. That's never happened before? It, no, because it's this show is such a, you know, it really is like a Bush era psyop for marriage. And so it, they really like say that it's like, yeah. it's, you know, you're, if you're in the group. And so it's like, you have to like find the one person in the group. It's like very um, divine, it, really. And this is well, a man-made intervention, if I may. I, if I may. Well, if you may, and you have. Um, I mean, honestly, in my experience, you might as well find your partner that way because it's better than the endless options of dating these days. Mm. You'd probably be just as happy, in my opinion. Probably. Small town people get married all the time. They're married for 50 years, you know? You come to the city of sin, you come to New York City, what, you're in a different bed every night. You know? So. 
So maybe it's good. Also, can you imagine being like, I have to, sorry, I have to be like in indefinite quarantine because I might be called on to The Bachelor. Like what a weird thing. It's, it, um, I mean, what it, it's, um, it's completely insane. It's, <laughs> it's not, there was a girl who was like, my dad has ALS and I left him to come on here and I'm really having a hard time. And the other girls were so mean to her. And then she was like, I think that I should go. And then one of the girls was like, yeah, like, I, you know, I wasn't there when my father passed. And she was like, I wish I had had the time back. And the woman was like, yeah, it's like a matter of weeks now. And I was like, why are you here? So she did leave, thank God. That is so insane. Can you imagine? Literally no. (laughs) You're just like, oh, yeah, bye, daddy. Holy shit. So she did leave, thank goodness. Well, that's good. I mean, my my brain is flashing back to Bethany's ordeal, you know? Ugh. When her dad was dying. That was so sad. I mean, that was really so sad. sad time for her. Um, anyways, man, I'm really loving this, like, low-energy, <laughs> all-over-the-place start we've got going. I think it bodes well. I think it's... <laughs> because, you know, it's this is us reserving our energy for... Ah, there we you go. Know? I really like that. I really like that a lot. Mm. <laughs> You're right. That's what it is. I misspoke. <laughs> I misspoke. It's like, you know, before you run a race. Yeah. And then after the podcast, we carbo-load, like, every week. <laughs> so true. <laughs> so true. We have to eat a bunch of pasta after we do every podcast. Um... That actually sounds delicious at the moment. Um, Anyways, (laughs) Kelly, shall we? Shall we? Yes. (laughs) Let's. Um, I, while, you know, looking at Eater for ideas, uh, came across uh, the third in a series of uh, PR placements for a new restaurant opening (laughs) up in New York City. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, that is an automat uh, that it has not opened yet, obviously, but it's uh, basically contact-free food, dumplings, etc. in the East Village um, by restaurateur Stratis Morfogen, which if you wanted to come up with a weird, like, villain name from, I'm guessing, what, the Netherlands or something? Yeah, it's, it Perfect. has a, a real haagen feel. He's, and not half, is delicious. He, I'm sure, is blonde, a blonde villain. I mean, it also was, like, the, um, the food is, like, a joke of what people think, like, hip cuisine is. Oh, You know right. what I mean? Like, it's... So it's called, it's called Brooklyn uh, Dumpling Shop, uh, located on the corner of First Avenue and St. Mark's Place in Manhattan. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? <laughs> I forgot anything about the city. Lillian gets Jokerified. Brooklyn. Um, St. Mark's. <laughs> wait, now I'm thinking. No, it is. It is the East Village. Okay, I was like, wait, am I crazy? Because um, there's a St. Mark's in Brooklyn, right? <laughs> it, it's called the Brooklyn Dumplin' Shop, and you're laughing. Oh, That's my Robert the- De Niro. <laughs> Did you get it? <laughs> yeah, what movie? That's from The Joker. I never saw the Joker, obviously. I didn't see the Joker. How do you know that, then? People post it online. 
Oh, God. Okay. Um, how can you tell the intonation from a meme? Because uh, I know Bobby. Okay. Well, that was creative life, I don't think. <laughs> I'm saying you're getting jokerified by it. You know what I mean? I see. I see. Mm -hmm. um, but it's called Brooklyn Dumpling Shop, located in Manhattan, which is a, the dumbest and one of many dumb things about this guy. And they're like, yeah, they're like pastrami, pastrami dumplings because it's New York. It's like go back to where you came from is the only time I'll say that in reference to this man. <laughs> um, and I want to say that the mock-up picture that they continuously use for the, the pieces about this place looks like a fucking dystopian one-room play uh, that's like a Sartre, like, like fucking Yeah, no it's exit. no exit for sure. It's no exit. I thought you were going to talk about the promo picture that is the pastrami, presumably the pastrami dumpling being dunked into a cheese sauce? I have, I have not seen that. I'll, I have not I'll, seen that. Please airdrop it. it to me immediately. We're not, <laughs> you can't. It um, is so... It's like, it looks like one of those things where it's like explains how food photography is like, you can't eat anything that food photography is. <laughs> right. It, Cause it's all like paint and like, it yeah. looks like an explainer of that. It's okay. Well, Snorgans, <laughs> Morgan Steingans, your days are numbered. Um, Stratus Morphigan. Okay. Anyways. Um, but basically this is going to fail within a year, but, um, they have like metal detect. This is the idea again, has not opened yet. Metal detectors that he has installed temperature sensors. Cause he was like, them. he aesthetically didn't like the temperature guns. So he was like, well, it's, it's also because he's not going to have a single human being pr visible to anybody. Yes. So how could you have a gun in a, in a, you can't have a robo hand holding a gun. Then, you know, what are you doing this for? Right. Um, the design is hideous. The font is terrible. It's like old Western style, 2009. Everything about this is horrible. Um, the, this is from the, the piece. I guess I'll cite it because, you know, this person put in the work. Uh <laughs> Uh, Tanay work, uh, work car, um, in May 18th, 2020, but is, uh, basically talks about, um, customers will be able to do so order on their phone or through an ordering kiosk nestled amongst, uh, the nearly ceiling high row of food dispensers. Diners won't have to touch the pad. Instead, they can hover their fingers on the panel to make selections and pay with a credit card. I'm sure this is all obviously, you know, uh, Apple pay cash free iPad, you know, type of deal. Um, a horror show, if you will. Um, and then of course the big angle with all of this is, oh, and how perfect we're in a pandemic. Yes. I mean, maybe I'm the fool because also I was like, what's the lifespan on this? It'll be it as soon as COVID is done. And then it's like, you know, obviously I turn into a skeleton and turn to dust. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that, um, the, the temp, the metal detector temperature, uh, gauge machine is sort of almost like becomes the perfect metaphor because um, as you can read in any number of places, um, temperature checks are not mm -hmm. a good uh, means to right. actually test for COVID, prevent the spread of COVID, 
protect anyone. Doesn't make you any safer. Right. Right. And that is, of course, as we've talked about many times on this podcast, what automation is. And particularly in in the context of a restaurant, it's like there are people there. There are <laughs> employees. <laughs> like this isn't right. just happening. <laughs> like, sorry. Who do you think is making the bows and sanitizing the hoverboards and you know what I mean? Like, come on. <laughs> they have like the, the delivery people just like are on those like one wheeled hovering <laughs> unicycle things. I swear to God, I saw one of those. I forget where I was. I don't know, somewhere. And I, it, there was a person on it <laughs> with like a, a, it was a, I think a Saturday morning had like a pastry bag and a coffee on one of those things. And I was like, this do you realize how fucking moronic you look? You're out for your weekend coffee and paper on a fucking unicycle hover? What are you doing? Mm-mm. Why? Mm-mm. How far away are you from your... Is this easier for you? How is it easier? How is it easier? And how is it less stupid than whatever dumb fuck face you have? You know, whatever dumb fuck outfit you... Like, just fucking take your body... To the place. Take your body to the place. And if it's for a core building exercise, you know, I have several Chloe Ting videos that I can recommend. And if that's what you're worried about, your balance, your core, you know. Get one of those things where it's like a ball and a board on top. And you you do it in the privacy. Those are great fun. I don't want to fucking see it. Don't make me look at you doing this fucking ridiculous display of. Actually, I don't even know what it's a display of. What is it a display of? Huh? Uh, Tell me. Uh-huh. It's me. That's what happened. I got out. I, I screamed at this person on the street. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I see one of those fucking things, I, there's one in my neighborhood. I fucking middle finger it. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. It's it's get out of my neighborhood. I only ever see um, like teenagers using it. But were I to come in contact with um, a mature, you know, a, an adult, <laughs> like not an adolescent male, not an adolescent, a... I would. You know, in my in my head, Nature they're would take like. Its <laughs> All right, let's move on because I could talk about those things for a long time, obviously, and I already did. Um. Anyways, so obviously this is a complicated thing because on the one hand, you're like maybe you're a little intrigued by the idea of what is the new way forward. How are we going to deal with this? Is this temporary? What are the long-term ramifications of having, you know, this virus in our lives? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. To me, I'm like, okay, like what, what is going to happen? And is the, and like, oh, that's interesting. You know, an automat, blah, blah, blah. But then of course there are many, many, many uh, aspects to this, which are, uh, evil. And, uh, if you take it kind of one step forward, you say, oh, actually this is, and that's a good. Um, and we have a historical precedent for this. Yes. I just want to say there's, um, and I think we've, we've talked about this particular chain on the podcast before, but um, there's a, a San Francisco-based automat uh, chain that tried to come to New York, didn't really break in. Um, I think primarily because it was a quinoa-based chain, and quinoa oh, yeah. is um, bad. <laughs> Disgusting. And yeah. um, 
I was reading an old uh, article about that when it came, which was, I think, in 2014. And the person was like, well, this is a completely new idea. And then even in the article, they were like, which is not strictly speaking true. <laughs> like, it's like a PR article. And they're like, right. Ugh. Right. Uh, because right. the automats do have a long history in, in this country. Yes. In this fine country of ours. Um Originally uh, invented in Germany, of course, uh, in like the late 1800s, mid 1800s. But uh, New York started popping off with them turn of the century. Mm-hmm. Um, what was happening? Uh, I think it was after World War One. People were psyched to be alive. The Titanic had just sunk. You know, uh, people were hungry and emotionally eating <laughs> because of that. So all of these things uh, verifiably led to the rise of automats, especially in a particularly in New York City. It was a thing. It was not really uh, much of a as much of a splash in other major and in Philly metropolitan and in Philly. Interesting. Okay, it was a bit. I feel like it was a big New York thing, and then I guess you know, like Philly is always yeah, you know, tier two. It's here too. Hey, we're here too. Um, actually, have never been to Philly and would like to go and see what it's all about. Um, hmm, something to think about. Um, but they, I guess they really, I think, were at their heyday in the 50s, was the thing. And uh, ushered out by fast food. Yes, but, of course. It's interesting because I think we're almost in, again, an analogous moment where the 50s are a classic time for, like... Um, like this sort of like imaginative innovation that's not necessarily undergirded by actual science or progress. Like where right. it's like, like, right. It's like, Ooh, space travel, but they don't have that yet. They're just kind of thinking about like, it. Here's a vacuum instead. Right. So they like, <laughs> they have the aesthetic of it, but it's like the actual like <laughs> mechanism isn't there yet. Um, totally, except uh, we're not enjoying the post-war boom at the moment, man. but uh, would like that to happen. Um, also, what happened this week, too, was I was, we were all reminded, you sent me this, of the way uh, Larry King stumbled upon his career, which is incredibly 1950s American, uh, which is running errands for a uh, radio station. A uh, DJ happens to quit uh, on the spot or something, and he just happens to run the show that day. And then it was like um, he got Larry King from, like, there was, like, a liquor brand. And he was like, like he looked oh, over at a bottle King. and, yeah, right before the show aired, oh, look over <laughs> at a bottle and that's your name. It's like, this really happened, and this is why my father and other boomers of that age continue they they still think that that's how the world works yeah and it did used to work like that which is for you know some people obviously um it did used to work like that and uh it's just so much doesn't anymore and my dad keeps being like you know what you just gotta start in the mail room i'm like dad i i cannot actually do that okay you can't accost a famous person on the side of the street and then you're on a Broadway show. It's like, that doesn't happen anymore. I w- would that it did, of but course. it just does not. I mean, God, you know? Of course. And now it's like you have to be a TikTok store or your dad has to fucking sell missiles for you to fucking be famous. It's like, I don't know what's going... Nobody... 
it's impossible. So stop trying for your dreams is what I'm saying. <laughs> Lillian's like, you gotta be a gay TikToker. Okay. Okay. You gotta be a, a queer TikToker these days. Feel like you're at your wit's end? Can't relax? Freaking out? Already baked every bread? Tried every craft? Well, have I got the perfect tincture for you. Introducing the CBD tincture from Plant Life, Plant Love. It's highly potent, but non-psychoactive, grown in gorgeous upstate New York, and it's full-spectrum CBD. That means it's the real stuff, not those diluted chocolates you buy from weird tech bodegas. This tincture is an extract of the whole hemp flower, so you get all the benefits of the cannabinoids found in hemp, which do the work to chill you the hell out. Use in the moment for pains, as a sleep aid, just to freaking relax, or use daily for longer-term help with mood stabilizing, chronic anxiety, and chronic pain. Plant Life Plant Love is a line of herbal medicine handmade in New York City by Lauren, a clinical herbalist. They offer all their medicine on a sliding scale to provide affordable access to everyone. The highest end of the scale allows them to offer lower prices to those who need it, as well as fund donation boxes to herbal mutual aids. Everything from Plant Life Plant Love is made from 100% organic, fresh herbs sourced from local farms each season or wild harvested with care. Visit plantlifeplantlove.com and enter discount code ILOVEFOH for 15% off your first purchase. Okay, back to, that's a quick sidebar into 1950s America and then to me in my personal uh, journey. Um, yes. (laughs) So the way these things worked was you went in, you got a fucking, you put your money through a thing. They had these women behind a glass counter that took your cash, gave you coins or tokens or whatever. Which I love. I actually love that. Totally. They wore little rubber things on the end of their fingers to kind of like sort through. Mm -hmm. Like you can see the whole picture. A beautiful glass. It was their semi-glamorous settings initially big glass high ceiling yeah for sure um change belts are a huge Mm. um just delight to me and i just think um i wish that change was more of um american currency still and that you know bartending you could have a little change belt and say okay yeah martini Tick, 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 tick. 95 yeah, cents. Yeah, I'll take you, when we go down south uh, one of these days, I'll take you to a Sonic. I would love that. Get my roller skates on. I think they have on. them probably closer than the south. Roller skate and a change belt. I, when I was a, younger, I was like, that is hot. Dream job. And I want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Dream job. And I did. And I made, I did that. I did that, everybody. Um. So, yeah, so, and and the idea was you could get, like, a whole fucking meal. You would get meatloaf, mashed potatoes, coffee, dessert, etc. Everyone sat next to each other. You know, it was kind of like a communal, it was the answer to more exclusive restaurants, people working in the city. You got your big fucking whatever people ate back then, a pork chop three times a day or whatever they did. Um, Ten cigarettes and a pork chop, whatever people had back then to keep themselves strong. Um... That was happening at the Automat. <laughs> I am making up history this entire this entire. You're time, doing a so good job. It's very believable. Feel free to interrupt me. Not at all. Um, I would never. <laughs> so it was it was kind of the new yeah it was a new thing people were into it. Um, however, however, the other side of this glamorous and convenient coin that you put into an Automat 
was a darker side. That's right. Of a coin. Because they use non-union glazers to put the glass in their windows. And then the mm-hmm. union boys came around with uh, a true David and Goliath, if you will. Oh. Little, um, what do you call these? With the stone? Hammer? Ball peen? Uh, it, I want to call it a ping pong, but it's not. It's like a, you have a ball. A, ro- you're a rock. A rock. It's a rock, but it's it, there's a tool that launches the rock. And they, he used a it. A slingshot. A slingshot. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> a t- calling a slingshot a tool is very primeval of you. <laughs> it's a catapult. A modern invention. What the fuck? Is it? It's a moat. They're moats. Like, what are you talking about? Sorry. Okay. Anyway, yes. Uh, what is it? Slingshot. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so the union went around with slingshots and broke the windows of the um, the Hale and Hardy or whatever it was called. <laughs> Horn and Hardart. Let's just say Hale and Hardy, because that sounds way better. Um, um, that is so funny. So anyway, so that is pretty nifty. So that is a lot of fun, and I thought that was a really um, an, another kind of beautiful parallel to our modern times, mm-hmm, as we all mm-hmm. saw the Hunts Point strike. Yes. Um... <laughs> <laughs> And not only the the union uh, aspect, but there was a massive strike, I think, by the workers uh, at in, I think, the, I don't remember, 60s maybe, because they were all getting paid way, way, way below minimum wage. They were all being treated horribly, mm-hmm. which is what happens when you can do things behind the scenes and you can hide your employees and they're not really people to you. Um You've dehumanized them and their work. So, um, right. But these striking things, these striking things. These striking <laughs> things. But the Hunts Point thing uh, is is now uh, semi-successfully uh, over. Yes. Um, I would say quite successfully. And, yeah. um, and I think that... Um, it is an interesting moment. Um, the automat obviously is a uh, is kind of one of those examples of why people are like <laughs> union people are um, these little Jacobins just kind of breaking up the machinery mm. and and trying to hold on to um, you know outdated technologies and stuff. But I think the Hunts Point strike was you know perfect counterpoint to that and said a work stoppage is um, you know. It really uh, works. Well, yeah, especially, I mean, I had no idea. It was interesting to kind of, and with all these things happen, it's always, no matter, I mean, obviously you want the outcome to be positive for the workers, but it's always interesting when these things are covered, which they often are not, but this was covered by a decent amount of press, if you ignore the New York Times, that were like, we might not have any more food because these people are ruining it. (laughs) It's like, thanks. Um, but you do learn 
if you don't already know about how these things work a little bit more. So it's interesting to see like just how important that hub was to the distribution of food to the city, which I did not really know how, you know, crucial it was for all of us to be getting our fucking food comes through this one fucking place. You know, it was just interesting to like learn the, the more the nitty gritty about it. And, uh, they fucking knew how important they yeah, were. Yeah, for sure. Like, Guess it's what? It's like those bumper stickers that say, know your watershed. And I say, what? Why? I've never, know your, is that like an upstate thing? Oh, I think, I think I've, I used to see them in the Midwest. So maybe it's a Midwest thing. Know your watershed. I'll look that up. What does that mean? What does that mean? I don't know. I never looked it up. I just, <laughs> they told me to. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought I'd say it. I just thought I'd say it. Well, that's the kind of has to do with where things come from. Terroir. I don't know. That bumper sucker is definitely about terroir. <laughs> that's what yeah, I assumed it was kind of about. That's kind of what I read into it. That is so funny. Well, <clears throat> we're going to find out as soon as this uh, Zoom meeting this is over Zoom what meeting. that means. Um, <laughs> um, but... Um, yeah, I think, yeah, that, um, I also think it was, um, it was just, that was such a funny moment, that strike, because, um, you know, it really, like, showed what, uh, like, how, um, to build those sort of, like, um, trans-demographic alliances, mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, that materialized by, um, the New York DSA calling Padma Lakshmi a comrade, um, which we love. A really dark turn. Uh, the whole progression, right? At first you're like, this is incredible. And then you're like, okay, can you st actually stop now? Uh, DSA? <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah, and of course, like, the cops fucking busting up a strike. Like, I can't... Anyways, all right. Um, That's why they need those little the slingshots. Okay, you know what? We're going to do a GoFundMe, and we're going to get a bunch of slingshots for any union worker that would like one. Right. Um, so we'll have a new... There'll be a new inflatable one of Scabby the Rat holding a slingshot. Wow. Pretty good. Pretty good Very stuff. Very good. Pretty good stuff. Um, so, anyways... Oh, wait. Let me find the exact... Um, oh, sorry. I just want to make sure I got... 1937 the uh the workers picketed the automats mm -hmm. which had to be i mean i guess you know the depression boy boy oh, yeah yeah you're working on an automat it's the depression you said i am the bread line and i'm not making any money right you know Oof. had to be had to be rough for you had to be, um had to be but it seems like i mean that all of this said about how they were bad and abused their uh labor force and uh all of that seems like kind of fun would like to go to one. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. Um not not in its modern iter i guess i'd like to go to a museum maybe that's a better way of saying it i don't i don't want to see like fucking i don't want it to, to be a thing again and yeah, i think this I th dumpling thing is completely it's going to be, A, it's going to go out of business, and B, it's just catering to, like, drunk kids and the, drunk NYU kids. I will say the one iteration of it that I do think is cool is um, the the um, conveyor belt sushi restaurants. Yeah, that's fun. Which is a lot of fun, and I think um, 
the uh, spinoff of The Hills uh, called The City when Whitney Port moved to New York to work for Kelly Catrone. Um, I think that is, I tried to Google this, but I couldn't find evidence of it. But in my mind, she goes to one of those. Okay. And I think that was the first place that I had seen that. And I was like, wow, mm -hmm. New York conveyor belt sushi. Here I come. It's <laughs> yes, like, pack the bags. Um, Forget Caroline in the city. It's all about the, the hills and sushi. Right. So that does seem still cool to me. And still, I would go to one of those. Yeah, as as I guess it's just, it's really just a good setting for, like, a movie scene is really all it is anymore. Um, a great, actually, a great little uh, vignette, I don't know if that's the right word, in uh, Patti Smith's Just Kids is her mm. encounter with uh, Allen Ginsberg in an automat. Oh, fantastic. Where he thought she was a young boy and bought her lunch. And as they sat and talked, he then said, oh, wait. I don't want to fuck you. Patty's. I don't want to fuck you, actually. <laughs> wait a second. Uh, I thought you were a 14-year-old boy. boy. So I'm going to... Right. You can still keep the grilled cheese, but... <laughs> yeah, right. So that's another... Um, yeah, if you are a pervert who has been cast out of society for wanting to fuck children, Automat might be a desirable restaurant setting for you. So another reason to bring back Automats. <laughs> we need places for those people to go. Absolutely beautiful. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, thank God McDonald's came along and got rid of the automat, you know? Um, I'm joking. <laughs> joking. Good joke. Okay. Joking. Anyways, uh, automats are gone, but it is a question now. I mean, honestly, though, like, a lot of places are, would like to be an automat. A lot of places are trying to be automats in as much way as much as they can. Like that place, there's a place. Um, it's like the No Moi place that we oh went, yeah. It's like you just order on an iPad. Yes. And people Why are cooking it there. there. I don't know. Okay. I mean, they do have good dumplings, and I don't really like the No Moi the, the, the original. Yeah. I don't really like their food that much, which is a bummer. Maybe I went on an off day. Um, it's a great experience though. Yeah. Great place, but. Um, anyways, but there's a lot of places like that anyways. I mean, like, you know, they're I mean, all cash yeah. free. I'm sure McDonald's bar, literally has those, fucking... you know, right. ads and da, 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 da. Um, yeah, I think, um, I mean, this all ties back into the fucking bullshit minimum wage. Like we all know, we all know, we all know. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, um, I think. There is, I don't know, like the, the obsession with not interacting with people continues to baffle. Continues to baffle me. It's, um, create, I mean, again, another great reason to, uh, become an Orthodox Jew. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, it's it, it, all about community and you don't have an iPad. So For sure. maybe they're, maybe they're doing some things right. You know? For sure. Kelly? For sure. No, it's so fucking gross and weird, and we're so isolated, and it's like, what, now when this is over, I, I extra don't want to see anybody, and I just want to look at an iPad and get my food? Why would that yeah, be? Yeah, that's why the lies... lifespan thing is, like, so weird to me. I'm like, who after this is going to be like, um, yeah, let me go to, like, the place where I can't talk to, you know what I mean? Like, I think that, you know, after all this, there is going to be, like, a big boon of of 
you know, bespoke and, you know, probably really annoying too, yeah. but, you know, <gasps> Flair Bartending what? might come back. Oh, interesting. That could be exciting. <laughs> that would be exciting. 13 people who live in Portland to come back. <laughs> you know, toss um, bottles around. Yeah, people, they'll pay good money to see that. Yeah. They haven't seen that in years. Yeah. You know? You know. Um, yeah, I think, you know, what you could do would be smart. You could have, what, just fucking put out a fridge. People can get it at when you're closed. I don't know, man. Like, what? what's the big appe- appeal? This place wants to be a 24-hour I know, slot. you said that, like, it looks like a, hours. It looks like you fucking are going to a fucking mausoleum in the future that you've Instead of somebody's fucking ashes, it's Mm. dumplings. It's disgusting. I can't wait to throw a fucking... I can't wait to slingshot these windows, to tell you that Oh, yeah! See? The slingshots! The slingshots, Lillian! The slingshots win every time. Um, Um, Yeah, no. Totally bizarre concept. Really strange. Again, like, reading um, old old, uh, articles about that quinoa place, like, someone was like... (laughs) Talking about introvert, like, that was the kind of intro into it, was talking about introverts, and I was like, I wonder if this was ever part of Automat um, lore in like the thirties. It'd be more like, I'm just too introverted to go to a restaurant. Like that has to be. I'm too shy to talk to, I don't know. So, you know what? Introverts get over it and join society. Okay. Everyone needs to learn how to talk to each other. So I, I don't care. I don't, I don't care. care what you are. I don't care. This is a whole episode of me being like, go back to your country. I hate you. What am I talking about? Okay. Um, I think we've done enough damage to this historical uh, timeline. Um, Let's meet some of our new patrons that we guilted into joining us. Effectively. Effectively did. And without these Um, slingshots, you know? Huh? Huh? Real power. Um, First we have Donna. Donna? Of West Wing fame. <laughs> so true. <laughs> Thank you for all of your hard work behind the scenes and supporting the egos that you had to support. Yeah. Josh is no... Uh, <laughs> Josh is no... He's a you know, Lemon Lyman. Lemon Lyman. Um, but thank you very much, thank Donna. You. We appreciate you. Um, Cameron? David Cameron. Cameron. <laughs> thank you for the Titanic, which we mentioned earlier in this episode. <laughs> A lot of choices you made, you know, are intriguing to me to this day. And uh, that's what keeps me coming back to your work. Thank you. Thank you. David Cameron. Um, And Amy, thank you so much. Another West Wing woman. Woman. Amy, thank you so much. Thank you so much. We appreciate you very much. And we hope you enjoy uh, your new life with us. Um, Everyone else, you know. Jump on board. We got some new uh, fun stuff coming up uh, for patrons and non-patrons alike, and we hope that you enjoy it very much. We're trying to keep things fun and spicy for you. So true. And we love you guys. And we'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Bye Bye-bye.